Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Wow, it is great to have you back here this week. I am so glad you clicked on the Doc Holiday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holiday, and you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net, and it's still exciting that America is soaking in what happened on November 2nd. There are a lot of people who still have, don't understand the message of November 2nd, but tea partiers across the nation are still smiling. We still know we got our work cut out for us. And tonight, this show, we'll be talking about what's the future of the tea party. What are we going to do? Where are we heading? What can you do? We're going to talk about that tonight. In fact, we got a special guest named Chris Whittington who will be on the phone with us, and they'll be in just a few minutes, so hold on to your hats, and you'll want to listen to what he has to say. And we also are going to be speaking about what is going on since the elections. We still have about nine, nine elections or so that are still too close to call, so uh, right now, there's like 61 Republican seats. Could go up to 64, 65 pretty easily in the House of Representatives, the number of seats that flipped. So it is a good day to be a conservative in America. We've had a couple of tough years, really tough years. But the determination of the American people, the waking up of the Tea Party movement, is something that has excited me. I know it's excited you. And that's why today's show we're going to be speaking about that. We're going to be speaking about what you can do in your community as we see what is the future of the Tea Party. And we have a unique and unbelievable Rock of Liberty speech. And let me just say, it will have to do with Gettysburg. If you, One person said, if you, to, before you can really know America, you must know Gettysburg. So uh, that... And that's all I'm going to give you, and you have to wait and hear at the end uh, what the Rock of Liberty speech is. But let's get right into what the news is, is saying. And what is going on is, uh, it makes me want to laugh, actually, after getting a drubbing, or what uh, President Obama called a shellacking, the majority uh, leader of the Democrats, the Speaker of the House, who has lost her position as Speaker of the House, says that, she wants to continue to lead the Democrats. You know, most time after someone uh, is knocked out of the Speaker of the House role, like Dennis Hassert, Newt Gingrich, others, they, uh, they resign and, uh, instead of stepping down in power. But not this lady called Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she helped elect many conservatives on November 2nd, including my own, my own district. Uh, we had a a congressman that called himself conservative, but he was a Democrat, and he he voted uh, against Pelosi on many things, but he still voted for her to be the Speaker of the House, and that made her set the legislation, and that's what people saw through this whole thing. They, if you supported Pelosi to be Speaker of the House, you might as well have voted for all her legislation. And she's out. Thank goodness she's out. And thank to you, thanks be to you, the American people. 
And I am so glad to know that she's not Speaker of the House, but it is. It is the audacity of hope, H-O-P-E, the audacity of hope that she is going to lead the demoralized and, uh, oh, no, I almost slipped out. I was going to say degenerate. That's not right. The demoralized and defeated Democrats. It's the liberal Democrats. And the thing is, the people who do not want her to lead the Democrats, I'm talking about the Democrats, the, the, the members of Congress who are Democrats, who don't want her to lead are the ones, a lot of them are the ones that got beat. It's like she was the general and she told him to go to the front lines and they got clobbered. They absolutely got clobbered. And now she's saying, let me lead you again. The thing is, the ones who don't want her to lead, <laughs> they don't get the vote. They don't get the vote because they're going to come back for a lame duck session and say goodbye to everybody. And they not, they're not coming back to the United States Capitol, the House of Representatives. They may come back as lobbyists. You know, uh, congressman never seems to go away. They just come back as lobbyists. But the, the funny thing about it is probably Nancy Pelosi will lead the Democrats because the ones who don't like her, I'm talking about the Democrats who didn't like her leadership, they all had to uh, die for her legislation, basically. Politically, they had to, they had to uh, politically jump on a grenade <laughs> to save Pelosi's uh, position as leader. And that, I find that amusing. And I'm going to continue on with the other news. Uh, I find that amusing that Pelosi will lead the uh, defeated and the demoralized Democrats in the House of Representatives. Now, what's happening over on the Senate side? Well, everybody had their guns out for Harry Reid. And like I mentioned last week, and those who didn't listen to the show last week, go listen to our conversation with Chad Groening. We had a great time talking about the, the victories of November 2nd and the ones that got, uh, didn't turn out how we wanted, just like I'm talking about. Harry Reid is still the senator from Nevada, and he will more than likely be keep his position as the majority leader in the Senate. Uh, when I think of that, I think, well, maybe, maybe there's some divine intervention here. Maybe somebody in a higher power is smarter than we are because I wanted with everything within me that Harry Reid get kicked out. But, you know, now that it's all said and done, I'm thinking, okay, Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi and from the White House, uh, Barack Obama, they are the face that brought such overwhelming good times for the Republicans on November 2nd. They didn't change any faces. Evidently, they did not get the message because more than likely the leaders in 2012 are going to be Barack Obama. Harry Reid, and Nancy Pelosi. So let's see if they, the gift that gave so much, you know, in, in uh, 2010, let's see if that gift will just keep on giving. And that is, uh, I, I would just say that's uh, good, actually good, that Harry Reid uh, didn't get defeated. Uh, there's something good to draw from that. And uh, I have a, I have a, Magazine article, or online magazine, MainStreetJournal.com. You can uh, look that up, MainStreetJournal.com, and uh, check out. There's an article I got. It's called, Finally, uh, Finally, a Liberal Democrat the Tea Party Can Support. 
So uh, check out that article. I think the whole title is uh, fin- The Tea Party Finally Finds a Liberal Democrat They Can't Support. And I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi being Speaker of the House. I, I firmly support her for Speaker... Not, I'm, excuse me, not Speaker of the House. I firmly support her to be the leader of the Democrats, the minority party. I like saying that. The minority party of the House of Representatives. So... Uh, Yes, supporter. I, I say supporter. Let's let's keep her in there. Let's keep the face of Nancy Pelosi uh, right in the face of the American cameras, and put her there by Harry Reid and Barack Obama, and just like uh, I said in my uh, online article that's that is there on MainStreetJournal.com, that uh, basically we right after Halloween we had a three three headed beast that scared the independents and Republicans into the voting booth. And they voted, and the House flipped over 60 seats to the Republicans, the conservatives. And so there's a good thing going, a good thing started. And as we see, the, the uh, Senate goes over toward the uh, less, the Senate stays Democrat, and Harry Reid will be in charge. But where we are always having to get every vote to do a filibuster, now like a the minority leader, uh, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, says he went to sweat it out getting every vote in, able, in order to filibuster. He'll have a few extra to spare. And so we can influence legislation. Conservatives can influence what's going on in the Senate, and they can definitely influence what's going on in the House because they set the agenda. And every dollar spent, every dollar is spent by the federal government has to first come through the House of Representatives. That's mandated by the U.S. Constitution. Those who've been listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party know that. And these are things that are exciting. These are things that are exciting that the face that delivered such good help for the conservatives in, on November 2nd are going to be the same faces, more than likely, that's going to be there in 2012. And so that's why I say we had a first step And we're going to step forward. Now, what do you do in your communities? What do you do uh, now that the election's over? Well, don't stop working with the Tea Party. Get involved. There's other things we can do. I know one thing in our community. Not that the Tea Party's leading it, but uh, go out. We've got Thanksgiving uh, coming up very soon. Look and see where your community is having a Thanksgiving service. If they're not having one, check on putting one together. Work with some people. And... And do a Thanksgiving service, a multi-faith service. Let's reach out into the Muslim community, the Jewish community, the Christian community, the Buddhist, the Hindu. And, and we're not trying to convince anybody to be conservative, but reach out. I think this is the point where the Tea Party needs to reach out and let people know we love them. And we, we may not agree politically, but we're all in America and we believe the conservative principles are what's going to lead our nation into a, into a better place for everyone. And that's what it's going to take. But we need to reach out into our communities that are around us. So uh, go to your Thanksgiving service, your community Thanksgiving service, wherever you are. And if you don't have one or you, you, your community doesn't, maybe you can get together with a couple of uh, pastors or uh, a couple of community leaders and say, let's have a community Thanksgiving service. Or, or if the Tea Party needs to do it, let the Tea Party do it. And let it be a time of just uh, loving one another and seeing common ground. Because the Tea Party movement is going to reach out. We've had our time to shout 
And now it's the time to build a coalition. Because like I said, there are a lot of disillusioned liberals out there. And they may need a little helping hand. They may have to put your arm around some of these that have been shell-shocked. And, and, uh, and come, they'll come around. You tell them about the conservative ideas. And some of them, for the first time, are realizing all the stuff the liberals been feeding them all their life is, uh, uh, it's, it's <laughs> word came to my mind, but I don't need to say it on radio. But the, what, what uh, all this stuff that's been fed to them is bullarchy. And so they're starting to find that out. So get out into the community. That's one thing we can do. And now I'm going to get on the phone here, and let's see if we can get our uh, friend Chris Whittington on the phone. And we got on the phone uh, with us uh, Chris Whittington. And, Chris, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Doc, it is so great to be on the radio show today. Well, I'm glad to have you here. And uh, one of the things we're just talking about in communities, what, what people can do, our Tea Party listeners, and I, I encourage people to uh, get into your communities at the Thanksgiving services, or if you don't have one, I'd see if you can get a Thanksgiving service together. And then I know you got something coming up. What what you got? What do you have going on in your community, Chris? Well, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and this is more than really a community thing, Doc. Um, we started about three years ago in 2007. We organized. Uh, I I, I kind of gave you preface this. Okay. I, I work for Mr. Paul Ott Caruth, who is a uh, a well-recognized uh, Mississippian. Um, he worked with the Department of Game and Fish, now the Department of Wildlife, Fishers, and Parks, for many years. He's been a spokesman um, for outdoor conservation, and he is, he's, he's been a proud patriot and a fine Christian for many, many years. And in some private conversations that Paul and I were having leading up to the first USA revival, Paul... Uh, Paul wanted to put something together to bring people back to God in this country. Well, now, uh, I, I'm gonna, what I was going to say, that I, I know you were working on that, and Paul, and then, of course, uh, we had the Glenn Beck rally back in uh, August that pretty much said, we don't have the answers, but we know God does. And that's, that's exactly it. what you're working on uh, and have been working on in your community. It, it, the, the, the private joke with, with between Paul Ott and, and, you know, his close circle of friends, including myself, has been, we're trying to figure out how Glenn Beck stole our idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what we did, we called it the USA Revival. And um, the first one was in 2007, and it opened up. Um, there was an opening prayer delivered by our, uh, uh, our, our lieutenant governor, uh, Phil Bryant, and he will be... Uh, delivering our opening prayer at this event, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, November 21st. And where, where's that going to be, uh, Chris? It is, it is going to be in Jackson. Uh, that's that's uh, the, Jackson, Mississippi? In Jackson, Mississippi, at the Mississippi Fairgrounds Coliseum. I mean, not, no, excuse me. I'm sorry, not the Fairgrounds Coliseum. That's where we were planning on having it. And we, are, we are returning once again to the Mississippi Agriculture and Forestry Museum we're going to be at the Sparkman Auditorium. We're going to be indoors because we're looking at a little chillier uh, day than we've had in years past. Uh-huh. And it's going to be from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday, November 21st. And we are inviting every Christian in the state of Mississippi, uh, every Christian in the sound of our voice. If you, if you live outside of Mississippi, you're more than welcome to come. 
because this is this is really a an apolitical event. It really is. We won't be discussing a lot of politics. We're going to have some notable Mississippi politicians in attendance at the USA Revival, but we're not going to be talking about politics. We're going to be talking about our faith. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Phil Bryant, an unashamed, an unashamed Christian who has been under the ta- under attack from the ACLU for just mentioning Jesus Christ's name. Yeah, we're aware of that here. So uh, he likes to use the name Jesus Christ, and ACLU doesn't like to hear that. But, that's it. But we call and that a religious uh, liberty, First Amendment right. That's it. Our insurance commissioner, Mike Cheney, has committed to to being at the event. Um, we've got, I, I, and, and, and Doc, I can't, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you coming to deliver our keynote sermon. Well, I, I appreciate you asking me, and uh, so I'm looking forward to getting down there also. I, I am I am just so honored that you will honor us with your presence on that day, because, Doug, we, we, we organized this meeting around the Thanksgiving holiday for one reason. In 1863, when, when President Abraham Lincoln uh, made the last Thursday of, of November a day of Thanksgiving in this nation, uh, in the speech, he says, it is the duty of nations as well as of man to owe their independence upon the overruling power of God, to confess our sins and our transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will at least, you know, with, 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 with at least to mercy, uh, would help cleanse our souls. And he, he goes on to talk about how we have moved away from God in this country. He says, but we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own intoxicated mm-hmm. and unbroken success. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us all. And that was 1863. Wow, Chris. I know it could have been written uh, yesterday, couldn't it? It, it? it so could have, Doc. And I wonder... You know, how many people in the sound of our voice are actually raising their voices to that higher power and are standing unashamed and unafraid to talk about Jesus Christ in a public forum and to witness to their friends and neighbors? And and one thing I mentioned, Chris, and, and I know I've got listeners out there to the Jewish faith and, uh, and listeners uh, of other faiths, and that's what... I know you're you're calling Christians to come together, and, and I'm sure if you want, if somebody else wants to come, oh, they'd be welcomed by all means. We are we invite people of all faiths. This is a decidedly Christian event um, uh, for those of the Christian faith, and I don't care whether you're Baptist, whether you're Methodist, whether you're Presbyterian. If you are of the Christian faith, you know this this event was mainly put around you. But if you're Jewish. And you want to 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 praise the name of God? Please come out. 
I, I, I will go so far as to say if you are Buddhist or if you are Muslim or if you are Hindu and you want to talk about you want to, to talk about how your faith has has healed you and put you in a better place to be a leader in your community or a leader on your street or even a leader in your household, please come because it is time for us to talk about our faith in this country. And uh, uh, Chris, that's what I, I want to mention right there. That, that's a wonderful invitation. And I know not everybody's going to be able to get to Jackson, Mississippi. We've got people in New York and uh, Washington State and California and Florida. And But what I wanted you on for, and you're doing exactly to say, what do we do after the Tea Party, after the elections? Everybody worked toward the elections. And I think going back to what the Glenn Beck rally, and I mentioned that after the Glenn Beck rally, which was apolitical, basically the, after three and a half hours, the, the answer was, we don't have the answers, but God does. Let's, let's pray. And that's really that's what good. you're saying. We, we need to get together, get in your communities, find out where somebody's having an event. If they're not having one, work with the faith communities and put something together to say, let's come together and ask God for his blessings, just like Abraham Lincoln did in the, pro in the Thanksgiving proclamation of 1863. That's it. And, and, brother, it doesn't matter, and you're right, it doesn't matter where you are, but what you need to do, and in, in, in this post-election Tea Party era, there's, there's been a lot of speculation about what's going to happen to the Tea Party. Now the Republicans have gained, gained control of the House. Is the Tea Party going to lose steam? I say, I say to all of our listeners, uh -huh. to, to everybody, the Tea Party will not lose steam. The Tea Party is going to find their faith. The Tea Party has focused so much on the core values of fiscal responsibility, a constitutionally limited government, and the free market system. I think, I think in the coming years, you are going to see the Tea Party find their faith, because that is what is going to lead us out of the wilderness that we're wandering around in right now. The Republicans aren't going to do it. The Democrats aren't going to do it. It is going to be the, the, the leaders that we put in place that rely on their faith. you got a website. Uh, anybody can check out the website. Very simply, um, to give you one, it's dayofthelordfoundation.com. That's dayofthelordfoundation.com. Um, you can also find information about the revival on listentotheeagle.com, which is our hunting and fishing radio show. At the listen to the eagle.com. But I invite everybody, if you can't make it on November 21st from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Sparkman Auditorium on the grounds of the Agriculture and Forestry Museum in Jackson, Mississippi, that's at the intersection of I 55 and Lakeland Drive, if you can't make it there, please do something in your community. Organize something. I know it's short notice, but please, you've got time to draw people of, of a like mind together. To talk about your faith and how your faith is going to help move this country forward. Chris, I couldn't have found a better way to end up a conversation right there. It's wonderful. And that's that's the message I want to get across, that the Tea Party uh, people, the, the we the people, uh, we need to rely on faith. And I'm not saying we know that the Tea Party is made up of uh, people of all faiths, and then there are some of no faith at all, the atheists. That's it. But we're saying let's take this time at Thanksgiving season, and let's give thanks for all the good things that God has done for this country. 
and uh, and and find a place, put it, it together in your community, because you can do it as a tea party or working with some pastors or some, uh, 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 you know, through synagogues or or even mosques. But put together something where you can say, let's give thanks during Thanksgiving. Amen, brother. And 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 I want to take a t- I want to take one opportunity, you know, okay. uh, I want to take one opportunity right here to thank every man, woman who is in the United States military, who has ever served our country. Amen, brother. Thank them for giving us the freedom to, one, have this show on the air, and, and to be able to gather in our in our places of worship and in our public forums to, to have the voice that we have. Amen. I, I ditto that, and thank you for everybody that has ever served in any capacity for the United States military. God bless you, and Chris, thank you for coming on, and looking forward to being down in Jackson, Mississippi, and uh, looking forward to everyone getting out in our communities, and, and uh, let's give, and th- give thanks during this Thanksgiving season. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Ed. Y'all have a good day. And that was Chris Whittington from the dayofthelordfoundation.com, thedayofthelordfoundation.com, and he was telling us about an event they were having in Jackson, Mississippi, and invited everyone to come to that. And on uh, November 21st, I believe. And then I'll be speaking there. And uh, anybody can make it, would love to have you. But if you can't make it, and the majority of you can't all across the country, I know as you listen to the show, you wonder, what can I do? There's some of you have found out, even listening outside the United States and listening about what's going on with the Tea Party, like Doc Holliday's Tea Party. A lot of you were really excited about the elections in America and what's going on, what this Tea Party movement's all about. So we got international listeners. And I want to tell you, everyone, in the sound of the voice, take time to uh, give thanks. Uh, go If you get a chance on the Internet, look up Abraham Lincoln Thanksgiving Proclamation, 1863. Read the whole thing. It's wonderful, wonderful. And Abe Lincoln nailed it on the head in 1863. That's right after the Battle of Gettysburg, right after the Battle of Vicksburg. And he said, let's give some thanks. And that leads us right into the Rock of Liberty speech. Let me tell you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And we are listening to, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And you can. Go to my website at www.teaparty.ms. That's teaparty.ms. And tonight, we have uh, listened to Chris Whittington tell us about what he was doing after the Tea Party. He's, uh, he's been involved in the Tea Party down in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi. He, uh, he has told us some of the things that he is doing, and that's organizing a uh, uh, a celebration of thanksgiving to the Lord and saying, let's turn our nation back to God. Now, not everybody in the Tea Party movement is going to be uh, jumping pews and, and, and uh, shouting hallelujah. I understand that. But I do know there's many people in the Tea Party movement that have strong faiths. And I, I like to give, uh, give voice to those faiths. And, uh, and so others, you email me, and I love to give voice to the faith. And like I said, I was there with Alveda King as she stood up at Glenn Beck's rally on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And she asked me to stand beside her, and I, it was an honor to do that. As she uh, uh, talked about her faith and her uncle's faith. Her uncle, the Baptist minister, is going to have uh, uh, be the only uh, Baptist minister, the only minister 
they'll have uh, his likeness in the, uh, at the National Mall. So there's a lot of things that made America great, but our faith, our faith in God, when it says we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. God bless America. And now that leads us up into the rock of liberty speech. And as I said, it will commence with Gettysburg. Now I could go the whole time about Gettysburg. And I could tell you about uh, the whole battle. And it'd take more than one show. But what I want to detail is at the very end of the battle, on the third day, they have something called Pickett's Charge. And if anybody knows the history of Gettysburg, it's, uh, it was more than just Pickett. Pickett was the Virginians. They went to where they have what they call now. You can go there. It says the high watermark of the Confederacy. That's supposedly as far as the Confederates got to go. The rebellion. Those who led the forces of the rebellion made it to the high watermark. Now, being from Mississippi, I have to say, I stood at that high watermark and looked across the field where, um, around the, the, along the fence line of where the, the Yankees were gathered up on the fence. And I can tell you, from the high water mark, I looked where the Mississippi uh, boys got. And by golly, I think that's the high water mark. But I'll let you go there and you can check it out yourself. But you can see where the Mississippi regiment got, and it's further than the Virginians got. Okay, all you in Virginia, y'all get mad at me, but I'm telling you, the Mississippi boys got up there, and I'm as they lined up across the field to do what they call Pickett's Charge, it was General Davis who was heading the Mississippians, and there was uh, another group between the Virginians and the Mississippians, and that was the North Carolina group. And the Confederates from North Carolina marched on just like the Virginians, just like the Mississippians, and they got up close. And I can tell you from a friend of mine, uh, his great-grandfather was in that battle with the Mississippi group, and he was fighting. They, they got up close to the lines, closer and closer, and then shrapnel hit him ripped right through his neck. He thought he was dead, but somehow, miraculously, the shrapnel went in the front of his neck and out the back about cutting any of the major arteries. Unbelievable, but he was laying there, and... Uh, when he got his wits about him, he looked up and thought, we're close, we're going to get reinforcements, we're going to win this thing. And then he turned around and looked, and he was devastated. There were no reinforcements. All we saw was straggling Confederates trying to get back to the tree line. And he knew the war was lost. And I'm telling you right there, we had enough mind. This, uh, my friend's great-grandfather, he had a broken bayonet, but he grabbed that because he wanted to have some souvenir from the Gettysburg battlefield. And then, but it wasn't over for him because the worst thing that happened to a Confederate, of course, is get shot in the back. You don't want to say, oh, uh, the body of your son was found by, with a bullet hole in his back. No, because therefore, he had to go back by standing facing the enemy and walking backwards and running a little bit, walking backwards, running a little bit, walking backwards to get back to the line so he won't get shot in the back. So all of this to say in that group, in that group where um, the North Carolinians were, the Federals were mowing them down. The Yankees just mowing them down. They were wide open in the field and, and they were easy targets. But as the North Carolina group marched toward the, the federal lines, 
they were decimated. And then it got down, there's one guy left. And, and mercifully, the Yankees held their fire. They all motioned to put their guns down. They loaded the guns. And this one Confederate soldier marched right up to the fence. And there, one of the Yankees said, Come on over to the Lord's side. Come on over to the Lord's side. And the battle was over. The war was over for this Confederate. And you know the reason I'm telling this story, all that the southern armies put together, all the rebellion, all the rebellion, and they got to the high water mark of what they call the high water mark in the Confederacy. And I feel like that's the way the liberals and the far left has done. I feel like they've thrown everything they could at us the last two years. And they didn't think the Tea Party would rise up. They didn't think we, the people, would have a voice. And when we started to do the Tea Parties, they thought we'd just go away. And now November 2nd has come, and we've changed over the House. we got our work cut out for us for the next two years to make sure we change the Senate and change the White House. But I'm telling you, they've thrown everything they could at us, and it's time as these liberals are disillusioned and they've they're been shell-shocked, it's time to put our arm around them and say, come on over to the Lord's side, just like that Yankee did to the North Carolina guy. It ended the war for him. And it's time for us to say, come on over to the Lord's side. And it's time to say, our nation, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And that's the Rock of Liberty speech. Remember Gettysburg. Remember to go out in your community and, and enjoy Thanksgiving. Celebrate Thanksgiving. And if you don't have a special community service, make one. Get together with someone and put one together. And let's give thanks to God for what he's done in this country. Give thanks to God what he did on November 2nd. And let's give thanks for God in all things. He's teaching and he's always helping and God is always working. And we don't understand. Just like I said, I couldn't believe that uh, Harry Reid won. But it may be for a better reason, a higher reason than we can understand. I would much rather Harry Reid be the face of the Democrats than somebody like Robert Schumer. Schumer looks like a leader. He can get things done. And Reid, uh, he murks it around and makes the corn husker hustle and the Louisiana purchase, and he makes it just stink. He makes legislation stink, and maybe we need him to be leader if we want to take over the Senate here in a couple of years, get the conservatives in there. So we don't know all the answers, but we do need we know we need to Seek God first, and that's what we need to do. Give thanks, and the take-home points from today's uh, show is let's give God thanks, celebrate uh, this Thanksgiving season, and remember, it's not over. We've just made a first step. We've made a first step, and we've got a lot to do. And you stay tuned to Doc Holliday's Tea Party because next week and the week after and the week after, we're going to keep talking about what the Tea Party movement uh, is going to do the direction we're going some things are solidifying even now i've been on the phone and talking with people in different parts of the country and i know there's some things on the horizon and uh even as congress is getting together to start a new session and the house will uh turn uh that we'll have a new speaker of the house john boehner i'm telling you a lot of things are happening in the tea party movement and you don't want to miss any show stay tuned and we're going to get to some of those good things happening next week god bless you thank you for listening to doc holiday's tea party 
Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.